0: so excited hello listeners welcome back to a kenyan american in the us podcast today we are going to switch up the podcast and that's why i'm super excited we are bringing our first official guest the amazing lizzie brayton you'll just see how amazing she is in a little bit she has a passion for self-reflection personal development and she shares stories that resonate and she i think that really is amazing to help anyone who's anxious to raise their vibe and just relax and feel at peace. Uh, And just in April 2020, Lizzie launched the Living Your Best Vibe podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher apps. And I've actually found her podcast on many other apps. So (laughs) she's got like this big ecosystem of super edifying and uplifting activities and meditations and just inspiring quotes, especially on her Instagram and social media. You definitely want to go find her on there. So she focuses on untangling your mind, inspiring your steps, and raising your vibe. Today, we have the rare honor of having Lizzie's infectious positive energy and her unique cultural perspectives from all of her her travels. And then at the end, we have a little surprise. So make sure we hold you. We're going to hold you until the end so that you wait for the surprise. <laughs> So yeah, Lizzie, thank you so much for stopping by. What an honor, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Uh, I have to say that this is such an honor, and that was such a beautiful introduction that warmed my heart right to the top. Mm -hmm. I thank you so much for sharing it, and I'm so looking forward to just this time with you. I love listening to your show, and so it's just an honor to be here, so thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. How sweet and elegant of you to say that. (laughs) All right, all this is wonderful. Let's jump right in then. So, from my interactions with Lizzie, she's so joyful and positive, and she's got this accepting, open-minded approach to life. And this is actually really reflected in her cultural perspectives, and especially how what she approach, how she approaches her travels, both locally and internationally. So, yeah, Lizzie, you want to tell us your approach to travel? Well, you know, it's it's funny
1: because uh, when when you're referring back to you know my 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 cultured uh, approach and everything really when i travel somewhere i want to be the tourist you know like i want to know what can i do in this place what is this place known for you know what activity am i going to do here that i'm not going to find in other places and so you know my approach is really to just embrace the tourists and embrace where i'm at you know and i i think that that um, it also comes back to, you know, living your best vibe is just about mm-hmm. embracing where you are and just yes. relaxing into that experience. So I'm really looking forward to diving into these.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I just love that you're uh, open to the experiences and what that place is known for. And so you don't come with too many preconceptions of what you already like, expected to be. Um, and so you're open to a new experience. I think that's amazing. I yeah, actually.
1: Awesome I have found that I've been so surprised in a good way about places being so much more than I ever thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Like if you only pay attention to like one person's review of them or, uh, you know, the most stereotypical thing that they're known for, then you, you do kind of lose all these other little activities that, the, that this place could offer. So I definitely agree that you should kind of look into the whole place.
0: Wow, lovely. (laughs) Yeah, so I want to dive into some of your experiences because I just found them intriguing. Um, You grew up in the States, is that right? Yes, yep. I grew up in Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York, and uh, you've traveled widely in the US. And um, so as somebody who's coming from Kenya, I didn't realize just how diverse the US was. So I'd love to know the insider's perspective, somebody who grew up in Long Island, New York, and then you've traveled widely in the US and parts of Europe. And so first of all, I'd like to go back to your roots. Like what is a major trait of your childhood town, um, Long Island, that you remember?
1: Well, you know what's interesting about what you bring up? Because you're you're asking, oh, you know, you're from from the States and so you have this travel experience in the United States. But I would imagine that it's it's similar where you are in that like you could be from Kenya or you could be from Long Island and you know have the same limited experience of the United States, or you could Mm -hmm. be from Kenya and have a limited experience of the countries around you, or even different parts of Kenya. So, you know, growing up in Long Island you you are not necessarily exposed to the wonders of the entire country and so that Mm -hmm. has been kind of a joyful experience for me which has been just looking into the different areas that the the country has to offer and actually exploring them and um so like you said i you know been to different places down the eastern seaboard from you know maine to florida and uh down the coast of California, from San Francisco down to, you know, San Clemente, California and, you know, Arizona in between. And, you know, I don't, you know, act like I've been to all of the country because I absolutely haven't, but I can share some very cool experiences of these various places.
0: Yeah. Wow. I'd love to hear that. So since you've traveled to, so you you grew up in New York and then you went to like Vegas and Maine, and so many fabulous places, um, could you highlight some experiences that stood out as a first-timer and why?
1: Yes, absolutely. I would be happy to. So mm-hmm. in terms of, I, I'm going to speak about, you, like you said, Vegas, Maine, and Miami. Now, these are three places that you might have a preconceived background in, but this the experiences that I had when I was there are actually much different from what I expected of them. So the first place I'll start is Miami. So when people think about Miami, and I'll just ask you, do you have any preconceived ideas of Miami, Florida? Like, what do you think of if you hear that place?
0: <laughs> so I think it's sunny. It's, so beautiful. I think I think of palm trees. I don't know if it got, it has palm trees. Yeah, I doubt it has winter. So I, don't know. I think
1: it's <laughs> tropical. <laughs> okay, so you nailed it. It's sunny. There's palm trees. It's beautiful, and it's also very much known. If you're visiting Miami Beach, like you, it's known for the nightlife and and again for the beach. But on this particular trip that I'm referencing, we were not really you know, too into going out into the nightlife and it was a very hot day. So even just imagining being on the beach was like not that exciting. So but what I did notice over breakfast is all these people buzzing by on scooters. And I felt like, you know what, like, this is what people do in Miami, like all these people are just like kind of exploring the city on on scooters. And I was like, Hmm. you know, I had a friend who had done this herself. Also, she told me that, you know, they had rented a scooter and gone around Miami. So I thought, let's let's do that. Because there's lots of different places you can go, you can rent the scooters. And So I was totally enthused until the moment I sat down on the scooter and then I was terrified because (laughs) now that I've like signed all the waivers, like gotten their helmet and like that, you have to put this covering on your head under the helmet and you know, so I was in it. And then I realized it is a lot more difficult to ride a scooter than it looks like by all those people buzzing by. Mm -hmm. So this is where I always think you know, in terms of living your best five, that's there is a certain aspect of new experiences that will be scary. And like in, in every experience that I come to the other side, I'm always glad that I did. But that's there's always that point where i wanted to turn back so here i am on the scooter and i'm just realizing like i don't want to do this this is way too scary this is way more difficult than i expected it to be but i kept thinking of my one friend who had done it and and so i said you know if she did it then it's it's possible to do so i'm just going to use that as like my guiding principle that it it can be done so that you know that means that i can do it and the other thing i always recommend is like learn from someone who knows what they're doing. So, you know, I was there with uh, with my life mate, John, and, and so he, you know, is very experienced in it. And it was really perfect because first, we spent like the first half of the day just going around neighborhoods and learning how to turn. and. Because you don't want to be on something that can be potentially lethal in um, oh gosh. without any any background in it. But by the end of the day, it was like so, such a wonderful experience uh, to the point that I ended up years later, like buying my own. I have my own scooter oh my now. Gosh, now. Like, yes, yeah. And, and, now? And, and so, yeah. So this like really goes to show that like you can go to a place mm-hmm. and be just trying to feel out that place, But but- discover a new part of your own life experience. Yeah, And yeah, so that was just like a really cool experience. And then the funny part of all of that is when I came home and I told my friend what a great time I had, she was like, wait, you rented your own scooter? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh no, I wrote on the back. So she had never even been, um, you know, like riding her around on her own scooter. But the thought of her doing it is what pulled me through. So another takeaway would simply be that when you're trying a new activity, Mm -hmm. just, you know, put in your mind someone who has done it. And even if the story is not, you know, totally valid, just that story pulling you forward can can be what you need to get you through it to the next, like, wonderful experience.
0: Gosh, that is beautiful. That is just... I can't imagine. I think if you, uh, for people who are maybe a bit scared and uh, nervous about traveling, I think they would take so much from that experience of just, you know, um, pulling back from uh, what your preconceived notions are and uh, going in with like, you've got this wonderful, beautiful breeziness about it and just being in the moment and enjoying. And I, I'm curious, had you ever rode on a scooter before or even? drove one is it dryable yeah
1: yeah I had not driven one prior and you know in my various travels like I said where I always just like embrace whatever's going on in that area was that prior to that I had learned how to ride a quad for the first time like maybe a year or so prior and Mm -hmm. that's four wheels so it's the same thing like handlebars similar to the scooter so you know I had learned the idea of like the the throttle is like the piece of the handlebar that you turn for the acceleration so i had like the concept down but a quad is way easier because it's four wheels so your you know center of gravity and your platform is different and so i had a little bit of background in it but like it was still very different when i got on the scooter
0: Wow. Gosh, I I am just inspired by that story in so many ways. (laughs)
1: Well, I would encourage you, if you end up visiting different places where they have the scooter rentals, make Mm -hmm. sure there's someone to show you exactly how to do it. Because like I said, you know, there was a big learning curve involved in it and it is something dangerous. So, you know, you have to learn correctly how to do these things, but it was so awesome. Like it opened up like a totally different lifestyle to me that I never would have conceived or expected earlier in my life
0: oh wow (laughs) also I hope just a quick side note sure uh, my my son is in the background uh, so my husband is with him can you hear him
1: (laughs) I heard him a little bit in the beginning and that's wonderful you know what like that's that's part of life you got beautiful family (laughs) behind you
0: Hashtag walking from home.
1: That's it. That's it. Yeah. Quarantine work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's wonderful. And um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So I said I was going to speak on Miami, Vegas, and Maine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Vegas is along a similar lines in that I also like expected it to be a lot of nightlife. And mm-hmm. so, but Again, you don't have to only do what places are known for. Like when I had told someone that I was going to Vegas, this was my first time and I was going for five days. He was like, whoa, that's like way too many days for Vegas because he was imagining me in like a, you know, like a dark casino, like for five days straight, like losing my life savings, like, because that's, I guess what people associate with Vegas. Yeah. But I said, no, we we have, you know, a five day adventure plan. Like we did go to the, you know, the club the first night, but then we went to Cirque du Soleil the next night to the Grand Canyon. And the day I'm going to speak of was when we rented what are called side by sides to ride in the desert. So a side by side is similar to a quad, which a quad has handlebars, but a side by side is like driving a car, but it's also like driving a dune buggy with, you know, a, uh, a roll cage on it. So it helped that I had these other formative experiences because I, if I had gone to Vegas prior to having learned the quad and the, you know, the scooter, I probably wouldn't have been like, sure, I'll jump in the, the side by mm-hmm. side. But now having done that, I even was able to like bring my own helmet because I remembered like in Miami, putting that thing on my head. I was like, okay, like I wanna bring my own helmet. <laughs> Cause Vegas is a very sweaty place. So, yeah. you know, like um, so I had brought my own boots, my own helmet, and we signed up for this. But something else I always recommend when you're going to these places is like do the tourist thing. Like I like to do the, you know, what I would call like the Disney version of it. Like I right. don't I don't wanna go like striking off on my own in the middle of like the Mojave desert and and you know, because that's dangerous and, and scary. Like I want to experience this, but I want to do it with the professionals. And, and so yeah. that's what this was. There was someone else who rides ahead of you so that you don't have to worry like where you're going. You're not gonna end up like looking at mirages by the end of the day and like helpless in the desert. Like you have someone else who's gonna, you know, show you where to go. But what an amazing way to see vegas yeah. you know like cuz you're cuz again like when i was going someone was talking about like casinos and and, that, and that's a fun aspect of it but it's not like it's not all that's is to offer in that area so getting to drive through the desert in just like this open vehicle and really just like taking the beauty of this area and again like you know i come from long island new york it's it's a much different you don't have like these like large swaths of desert. So mm-hmm. it was just an experience that was so beautiful and interesting. And that like, again, like when you go to these places, explore, like find out what, what activities they have and try them out.
0: Yeah, so that's funny because I remember reading, so I'm, because I'm interested in personal finances, I remember reading like, uh, there's a time I was trying to work out, does money make you happy? um, Which you, most people would think, of course not, but I actually learned that it does make you happy if depending on what you do with it, like experiences. So if you spend your money on experiences, you get, you gain so much happiness, especially I can imagine you looking at the pictures and just like right now talking about it. I can see that it's, it's one of those experiences that has lived with you and you can just like take that always with you. Um, So yeah, I'm just like very inspired by your stories. I'm just like, I want to do more of these experiences. I feel like I've traveled to lots of places in the U.S., but I'm yet to experience as much of like like very typical American things. Do you consider those American cultural things?
1: You know, it's funny because I know plenty of Americans who would say, no, like, you know, I've lived here my whole life and haven't done those things. You know, it's it's and I'm sure you find the same in Kenya, like. Everybody's still different. Like you can be, you can have like similar fabric and similar experiences to people in the country where you live, but everyone's still an individual and has their own interests. So I don't know like how like, you know, quote unquote American I would call these experiences, because I know plenty of Americans who would be like, I am not getting on any of those (laughs) machines you just described. But what I like is that like there's so much more to these various places that you can visit. And you know, right now when international travel is, you know, just a very difficult concept to navigate. I think that Mm -hmm. just recognizing that the outdoor community right now is, is something that you can very much do socially distanced. Mm -hmm. And um, so there, there are still experiences that people can enjoy even during this time. Yeah, And I love that you brought up the money mindset behind these types of things, because I agree too. like, I think that people need to get very clear on like their feelings around money because, Mm -hmm. um, no, like money can't buy happiness, but being able to buy a ticket to be with your family or, you know, purchase like the experience of riding around in, in the desert, like those are ways that it helps. So, you know, it's absolutely something to strive for, you know, in your life
0: yeah i just love how you tied it to your individual like what your interests are and i think the fact that if you spend money on things that you've identified as important to you because you know yourself and you're intentional about it then those are the experiences you're not just going to disneyland because everybody goes to disneyland or going to vegas and uh, you're gonna gamble because that's what everybody does but you're going there and like making it your own experience based on how you know yourself Uh, yeah and
1: beautiful Thank you. And what I would add about that was that I didn't know that about myself. You know, I didn't even, until I was on the quad, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know how much I would enjoy something like that. (laughs) Which is like another reason why travel is just so important because if Mm -hmm. you've only ever lived and experienced what's around you, Mm -hmm. you don't even know what you don't know about yourself and you know I think that's an aspect of your story as well is that once you started traveling and came to a new country like you got to have these new experiences that brought out new pieces of who you are so Mm -hmm. it's just a really awesome part of travel as well
0: yeah I totally resonate with that Um, like you don't know what you don't know about yourself and it's funny because where I grew up, like my parents were sort of like, they grew up as very, like they're known, they're recognized in the community. And so there was always an like an image of what people expect you to be. And sometimes I feel like, I don't know, like I would wonder, like I would question myself as I was coming of age, like, am I doing these things because it's what I want or it's because of the identity people have placed on me based on my parents. And then traveling just removes all that. And you start to realize, well, I truly like these things. I'm doing them because I like them. And that's me.
1: (laughs) I absolutely love that and have very much found that to be the case. And and that is why I love to experience these different places. But, you know, a funny story about Vegas before we move on to Maine Mm -hmm. is that another trip that I went, like, so once I, the funny thing was like, I never wanted to go to Vegas because I thought of it as just like, you know, that I would have to be like decked out to the nines the whole time and everybody's like dancing and beautiful. And like, I was like, I don't know if like, this is like really like where I want to be, but, um, not that I don't like dancing and beauty, like, (laughs) like, you know, but it's like, I didn't know if I could do like five days of something like that, but, um, But another trip where I went was with my cousin and she, you know, had, she had done this hike to what's called Angel's Landing in the Zion National Park, which is absolutely breathtaking Mm. in pictures because I haven't actually seen it because when we got there and everybody's like going up this, you know, this mountain pass, I got to a point where the pass on the mountain narrowed and I could not go any further. It felt like it got, you know, like itty bitty like to to walk across. And I suddenly like felt like I could just blow right off this thing. Like, and meanwhile, people are like walking with their babies on their shoulders, like completely not having this panic attack that I was, but I couldn't do it. Like somewhere in my physiology, like my chemical makeup, like I couldn't handle the height. And yeah. you know what's so funny about that, and talking about like different interests for different people, there are some people that would find riding around on a scooter or a quad or side by side to be like dangerous and scary, but to me, those are situations where I can feel a bit of of control like once I learn how to do it, I can do it wow. but heights are like totally different for me so i you know thankfully there was like this wonderful soul on the trip and she was like i'll go back down with you (laughs) so like we spent you know like i have a picture from there where i'm like by a river like totally on the ground like that's just you know more my speed so another part of travel is also like staying true to who you are and like recognizing like what are the activities that are going to speak to you the most Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's funny oh sorry Yeah, i know you're gonna get to maine but it's funny how um people experience different places so differently. We my husband and I went to like eight European countries, like kind of on a win. Oh, so amazing. <laughs> we got pregnant. And it's funny that like for us, we wanted to just rent bikes. Oh, I mean, we actually rented Airbnbs and they gave us bikes because Europe bikes are ubiquitous. We love that. Yeah. Bikes across the country. It was so chill. I feel, like, love that. beautiful canals and the food. Um, and we felt like we were not in a rush to keep up with like a tour group.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I actually love the tour group. Cause I'm like, give me a schedule and I'll stick to it. But yeah. like the excursion of, of what you're describing of just like taking the freedom of just like riding around on a bicycle and like taking in a place. is <laughs> just amazing
0: yeah thank you yeah i think it's amazing that you're what you're bringing in is um the diversity of travelers and how you can experience different things um yeah i just love that
1: <laughs> yeah and what's funny about that is that like in earlier times like you know when i did travel to europe like i was on those tours mm-hmm. and now I create the tourists. Like when I go away, like I said, I'm like, on this day, we're doing this. On this day, we're doing this. Like I <laughs> like the routine and schedule for the vacation. I want to know, like speaking of, you know, you're very into financial planning. Like I want to know exactly what I'm spending. I want to spend it before I get there. So when I'm there, I'm just like enjoying, you know? So it's, yeah. it's interesting how you
0: bring your own quirks to your travels as well. So is that sort of relating to your vibe? Like you want, so does it make you less anxious and uh uplifts your vibe when um you've got a plan, you know where you're going, you're already like you have a good idea ahead of time and you're going to just embrace the tourist in you?
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think that where that's also where it comes down to like knowing your comfort zone. Because for me, I want to know what I'm doing. Like it, it, it feels too much of like walking into a, an abyss. If I'm going to just be like visiting a place and figure yeah. it out when I get there, I want to look ahead of time at like all these options and like see exactly what each day is going to entail. Mm-hmm. Because then, when I'm there, it's like. The only part that's a little bit uncomfortable is that step outside of my comfort zone into the new activity, but it's not like blurried by all of the other, like, I believe you've called it in your podcast decision fatigue. And, you know, like, so I don't, I don't want to be burdened by decision fatigue from the moment that. I wake up on a, on a journey. I want to yeah. kind of know enough of what's going on so that I can try this new activity and that mm-hmm. that's the only part that's going to be a little bit like
0: challenging i love that <laughs> yeah i want to hear about maine i'm sorry i sidetracked a little bit I no
1: that's to know totally that. totally fine so i want to ask you mm-hmm. do you have any impressions of maine actually no
0: i don't think so mm. i think i've just driven through it going somewhere
1: okay so maine thing. Is um, all I had really known of Maine prior to visiting it was uh, lobsters. You know, like I, I knew that they had like some sea towns and like that everybody like, you know, like goes to Maine to have a lobster. So like that was going to be a part of our trip. Like, you know, again, like whenever I go to a place, like I want to experience like what that place is known for. And but something else that we did that I had not even known that you could do in Maine but that John had, had come across was that we can go whitewater rafting. Wow! Now I was nervous about it because, you know, whitewater rafting can, uh, can be dangerous, you know? So, yeah. um, but then, you know, I called them ahead of time was like asking a million questions. I'm like, how old do you have to be like, you know? And they said, well, you know, we have like 10 year old kids doing it. And I was like, all right, like <laughs> 10 year old kids are doing it. Like I, I'm going to try it, you know? So, um, although I don't even know why I use that logic because I see 10 year old kids on the mountain, like when like we're skiing or snowboarding who are like so much more talented than I'll ever be. And like, so, so those 10 year olds probably have a lot like better chance in the rapids than I do, but somehow it gave me, it gave me the confidence I needed. What'd you say?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I just, I was, interject I was like thinking maybe they are oblivious to the dangers
1: well exactly no absolutely like when I was snowboarding in my earlier years I was just a lot less concerned of the dangers than I am Mm -hmm. than I am now but in any case here I am going whitewater rafting in my 30s like um, so we get but again like I really do feel like you have to go with the professionals. Like so, in yeah. in going to Maine, it was like I wanted to go with people that do this every day that you know mm-hmm. know the um, regulations and the you know the safety features and, and all that kind of thing. But when you go with people like that, they they do know all the the issues about it. And oh, when we went, off. yeah, when we went to go uh, to get up in the morning to go, they sit you down. And they tell you every way that you could possibly die on this trip. And I remember sitting there, like, what have I gotten myself into? Like, I don't want to take any of these risks. Like, these sound horrible. And like, I understand that they have to do that. You know, because it is a dangerous sport and and they have to kind of instill in that. Like you can't be going into it thinking like, ah, this is going to be like silly and fun. Like it is something that you have to have your wits about you for. Mm-hmm. But now I've already like committed to it and they walk us downstairs and like they had it like a well-oiled machine. So we, they had a little set up where you walk in one door and they like put on your life vest and they hand you your paddle and they put your helmet on you. So you come out the other door and you're in this little like rafting outfit and, and they march you onto a bus and we start driving to where we're going to be riding the rapids. And I just remember sitting there like, this must be what it feels like for somebody going into battle. Like, what have I signed up for? (laughs) You know, like, and now there's no turning back. Like you're, you're in it. But thankfully, the the leader of the trip, he asked, who's done this before? And mm-hmm. and some people raised their hand. And then he said, who's fallen out of the raft? And, and, you know, this girl nearby to me raised her hand. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh. Like, she fell out of the raft and she's back for more. Like, maybe it's not as bad as I'm imagining it to be. <laughs> so that gave me, like, a world of confidence. So, mm-hmm. again, like, you know, the takeaway I would offer is that, like, you know, remind yourself that like plenty of people do this, like plenty of people love doing this, like, you know, like you can do it too. And uh, so we had to carry the raft down this like very steep shale, um, hill that was like totally treacherous. That was probably the the most dangerous part of the day. Then we get into the water, and now they've given us all these signals of like what you're supposed to do the whole time. And they like there's someone in the raft at the end who's like um, a seasoned vet, and he like calls out like paddle to the right, paddle to the left, and you know so and they tell you that when they say hang on, you're supposed to grab this, you you know you put your paddle in the air and you grab this strap and you like hunker down because that means you're going over the rapids. But I was just so like taken by the whole experience that when he was like, hang on, I was like, yeah, like I just kept digging in like I was like taken but yeah, and so they have this, this uh, this kid who rides around in a kayak and like takes pictures of your experience for you so the the picture of us going over the rapid is like everybody else is like has their paddle up and holding onto the rope and then there's me like like totally paddling That's awesome <laughs> exactly like I paddled right through those rapids so um and and then the rest of the day is like so calm like they take yeah. you to this little clearing it's absolutely beautiful they make you um, a barbecue and, and they're so good about like making sure to take every piece of garbage, like not, you know, troubling the natural world that you're enjoying. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the way down the river, you could like lay on your back in the, in the life vest, in the water, like nearby to the, to the raft. Like it was so free and just a beautiful commune, like, like communal experience with nature. And like, you know, so again, in all of these experiences, every time i'm going into it i'm a little bit terrified i'm a little bit wanting to turn back but i'm always so glad that i that i tried it
0: and oh, did i love that <laughs> i was like living i was almost like um i was feeling your experience it, like your whole feelings i feel like i was just on the edge of my seat experiencing dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: was I <laughs> literally, I mean, you have to like dig your feet in underneath the, um, the raft because like you could go like flying out of it. I mean, it's, it's intense, but it's so, it was just so fun, like, and cool.
0: I just love what you took so um, i'm also really interested in understanding humanity and myself and psychology and your experience of that girl who uh fell through the raft but you took a positive side of it i feel like other people will be like wow it actually so you some people will be counting the odds like if one in i don't know how many people are in that group 10 people have actually experienced this then it's quite likely because they want to know that they don't nobody knows anybody who's done it so i love that for you what you took was positive like she did it and she's coming back for more. So, your the way we experience life really forms, like then your decisions was to go in and you had fun and here you are telling a wonderful story about it. So
1: and here. you know, what you bring to your experience is critical because I think we can all remember like, you know, times when you're in a bad mood and have to do something and yeah. it just like ruins the entire time. And it's not that the situation was bad. It was that like your attitude towards the situation, like, you know, like plays such a role in it. And so I have to be very careful, like when I'm nervous about something, not to let the anxiety be like the overwhelming predominant emotion. Like I need to look for what do I want to think? How do I want to feel about this? Like who's going to like be the model for me in this circumstance? And, and, you know, like it's intention, like it's it's an intention in, in what you're bringing to it also.
0: So, and I love that you are saying that experience that you actually do experience these feelings, but you're intentionally uh, powering through them. So I can see how, I, I usually whenever I listen to your podcast, it feels so effortless, but I think that's probably why uh, you're able to really resonate with other people because you're working through it yourself. And so you're so relatable and you're able to walk through it but then make it seem effortless and that way people feel like they can do it too.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I do hope that that is what comes through is that, you know, we're all navigating life. You know, nobody's ever done this before. Like, or maybe they have. I mean, I don't know like what your belief systems are and and I don't even like discount any of that, but um but I mean like we're all like learning how to live yeah. life and and so yeah. <laughs> it's it's um you know, it's just we all have things to overcome. And I think that it's, I think it's most helpful when you share that with people, you know, yeah. when you do become a relatable, uh, person, because I think everybody needs models.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I just love that you shared that. I really appreciate that. Um, and, uh, and now I'm even curious, given that you had this anxiety, like you are a bit sort of, you had some doubts about it. And um, I'm, I wanna go back to right before you actually traveled. Um, and then those must've been, some, maybe like when you're parking, there must've been some thoughts going through your head. Um, maybe from like TV shows about, I don't know, Florida or Disney or like even books or your own personal research that gave you a certain expectation since it sounds like you practice and put together a to itinerary, and then you have certain expectations of what to do. Um, how did your expectation match up to the reality of being there? And what did you take away from that?
1: Yeah, what I can always say, and, and I really love this question, because it's a fundamental part of every time I travel, like I you know i definitely have anxieties before i do something it's it's part of it's literally part of my experience it's like check here's my anxiety worrying about this entire situation and then check here's my like celebration afterwards like it's part of it's part of my experience with with everything and definitely with travel so a few things i could say about that is that you know with miami and vegas i had them very much like cornered into an experience like i really thought that this is what Miami is. And this is what Vegas is prior to having ever experienced it. And, you know, I would just say that I, I thought Miami was just nightlife was, was just the beach. And then I discovered like, there's so much more to it. I mean, there's also like so much art and music in this area as well. And, um, in Vegas, like, you know, we had a different, like a completely different experience every single day. So, you know, like I really had these expectations of these places to be just one way. And I think that it's also like really great to, to find out a little more of the area and same with Maine and the whitewater rafting. And like every time I expect, um, to be, you know, scared by just the newness and like being in this place, I don't know. And then I end up like loving it so much and feeling like it's like home while I'm there, you know?
0: Yeah, wow. I love that. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, so you did feel a bit of anxiety and then you had a few expectations and then you went there and you just discovered you could make it your own.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's beautiful. And so how do you contrast that to Long Island um, based on like, I feel like... um, you, you, I think when, you, when we first started this podcast, I remember we, uh, you were mentioning how um, some people could stay in Long Island and never go too, like, too far from there. So if you go back to your hometown and met someone, somebody like that, um, what would you say to, this pe- like, to somebody like that about the different places you've been and how would you relate that to like, your childhood hometown?
1: so i have a lot of glowing reviews of you know of long island like there's there are many wonderful things that you can do here and again it really comes back to your perspective because long island is very congested like there's you know a lot of issues like that you could totally see about long island however long island also has beautiful beaches beautiful areas for hiking like amazing restaurants a lot of historical um you know, places that you can visit as well. And, you know, that are completely breathtaking. So, you know, what I would say is, you know, just always embrace where you are. Mm -hmm. So this is where you are, then embrace it, love everything about it, find the things to love about it. But then what I would tell people who are very much here is, is, to also do that in these other places, like to, you know, to have these other experiences. Because again, these experiences brought out pieces of myself that I would never have found had I not taken the time to travel. Because you know, I, I bought a scooter because I loved that new experience so much. And who on earth would have ever predicted I'd be like riding around on a little scooter? Like nobody. But one thing I will say is that Long Island is, you know, where I am, it's like not super conducive to having one. So it's more like something I enjoy when we travel.
0: I see. Wow. Beautiful. I I just love that you brought that together. Uh, And I can, so I can empathize because I know there are some people in their life stage right now. They're not in a place to travel too much. Uh, Maybe because of work, because of lots of different things they have, maybe primary care but that means even where they are, even though if it's not Long Island, um, there's so much you can embrace um and see. And somebody else may be coming from a different country just to see what you where you live, the town you live in. Um and I remember yeah. when we were in California, um like we'd go to Muir Woods and then we'd see like number plates from like Hawaii. <laughs> and we'd be wondering, oh, we just live in the background of this.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. It's so true. Like you, you don't even realize how like people spend their whole lives wanting to see like what's right in your backyard. So enjoy it. You know, that's amazing to
0: live right there. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) No, I was just saying it's like, it's amazing to live in those areas and like take advantage of it, like experience all of it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So I I love that you brought that point out just because not everybody might be in a place to actually travel and they probably live in a place that there's always something wherever you are that you can go and uh, really experience and discover yourself back to the point.
1: (laughs) And that there's a lot of places that you can drive to. Uh, because right now, you know, air travel is complicated. Everything about right now is complicated. (laughs) Like there's, there's just like nothing simple about where we are, but I think something that you and I connect on very much is like that the natural world, um, can help ease like your struggle, like, you know, whatever it is that you're struggling with, especially during this time that, uh, finding a way to commune with nature is going to ease that so even just like looking like what natural places can i get to right now because you know it allows for social distancing and it also allows for like just like the like unplugging and like reconnecting that you may need
0: absolutely yes i just i love that yeah even in these times you're so right and i think um a lot of people have alluded to the isolation being a bit detrimental to their uh, mental health. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm surprised there's uh, quite a few places that, especially if you go at the right time, like a local park We like to go, like if you go really early, it's still open, like it's still, they're telling people to stay social distance, but um, depending on the time of day it could be more it will be harder to be social distance so we go really early with my son he maybe like seven eight he points out the moon he sees the ducks and then oh, it's like the so best sweet. way of the day and you feel like so uplifted you know just being out in nature than sitting yep. in all day <laughs> which can happen because
1: you know Uh, right now so many people working from home like you can spend your entire all of your waking hours in front of a screen uh, which is you know can be very productive and exactly what you need to be doing but um, you just cannot discount like how wonderful or you know you actually can't overstate how wonderful it is to you know to just like go outside Um, even like take off your shoes and walk in the grass like where it allows for it is like such a good feeling
0: Absolutely. So beautiful. Wow. I want to like jump into your uh, international travels. I think I just love the diversity you've brought to life about uh, the U.S. because people like me when I was back in Kenya, I had no idea at all. I just thought everything was pretty similar. <laughs> people are all the same. Um, and now you, your travels to Europe, you would now be sort of an outsider. And I'm actually curious if Um, So, I remember when my husband and I traveled to Europe, uh, people actually thought he was Scandinavian. um, And they would give him like Belgian waffles.
1: (laughs) You probably want this nice tall guy. (laughs) Like to your husband, like, oh, you must be Scandinavian. Here's a waffle. Like, that's so funny to me. They were like, oh, welcome back. You know, just. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, you were in Scandinavia.
0: Like, in Belgium, Norway, so, like, they thought he was just, you know, one of their people. Oh, my goodness, so funny. They talk to him in that language and be handing him, like, Belgian waffles, like, delicious street food. And so, yeah, he'd be like, okay, sharing with me. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm with her, too. Yeah. She likes waffles, too. (laughs) She's not a tall blonde, but she also (laughs) enjoys waffles. (laughs) Exactly, because the men are so tall and blonde Mm -hmm. and (laughs) blue-eyed. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they like he looks scandinavian to them um so yeah i'm just so curious if your experiences going, like, traveling internationally, were you ever, like, blending in, or did you ever stand out?
1: (laughs) I never, I really never blend in, like, I don't think I ever, like, seem like I belong, like, wherever I am, like, everybody, like, knows I'm a tourist, and, like, maybe it's just because I'm, like, looking at everything with, like, such awe, and, you know, I'm asking questions, and, you know, I don't mind, coming off as a tourist like I you know it's okay this is who I am like I'm not from here you know so um and it's funny that you bring this up because when I was you know thinking about things that we might talk about in these travels so first of all you know I was extremely fortunate my parents wanted um you know wanted us to have these these experiences that maybe they hadn't experienced like my dad has still never been to Europe and um you know he's he's been uh, he's been to canada and to mexico but like you know in terms of like uh european travel or other continents like he has not he has not been able to experience that so it was like something that they wanted for us so when the school was like offering these these tour trips they were like yeah yeah like we we'll, you know we want you guys to be on them and um so i have to just really like thank them for wanting that for us and for, you know, they weren't necessarily in the position to do that, like they, but they just wanted it for us. So um, so the school had offered for there to be a trip to England and Scotland. And then another trip to Italy and France a few years later where I got to go with my sister. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, the kind of funny story in terms of like being an outsider. So, but always like wanting to be part of it (laughs) because when I went to Scotland, uh, Mm -hmm. they have this dish called haggis. And Mm -hmm. like, so we went out, we went out to like this like Scottish, you know, pub, like, you know, just like totally immersed in it. and Everybody got haggis. And I like tried it and was like, this is disgusting. Like, and I don't know like maybe maybe somebody else would feel like totally different like but I was like what is this so like you know sometimes like sometimes I'm an outsider and I miss home like when I'm when I'm in a place but it's still I mean that wasn't what I took away from Scotland like Scotland was absolutely beautiful like it's lush it's green it has a rich you know like the, the castles and it's just really a cool place to see and and you know london too like all like the cobblestone like little windy uh areas and just like the vast countryside uh, just outside of this it's, it's also so beautiful but when we went to italy and france i wanted to like use my italian i had studied italian in school and my sister had studied french so i was thinking we were going to um you know, kind of blend in, like, you know, I was in, like, <laughs> honors Italian, or, you know, whatever, so I, I thought I was going to, like, really be, like, chatting with the natives, but, like, anybody I spoke to would just speak back to me in English, so, oh, it, you know, and, and which you know, they, I'm sure they also want to, like, use their English as well, yeah. but, um, you know, actually, if you read Eat, Pray, Love, which is like such an inspirational uh, read about, you know, like travel and, and life. And she talks about when she went to Italy and she met someone that she wanted to practice her Italian and he wanted to practice his English. And so like they did that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I thought I was going to get to like blend in and be like a part of it. But they like everybody just wants to talk speak in English. <laughs> oh, in London? Uh, no, this is when I got to Italy. Oh, and, so once you get yeah. to
0: Italy, they want to speak English.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Uh-oh. they didn't—they didn't, they didn't want to hear my my attempts at Italian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about France? Was it different?
1: Yeah, France. Uh, my sister was able to speak a bit of French, so she, you know, yeah. she was able to to use that while we were there. But you know, it was just again so beautiful. Like we uh-huh. we went um, through from Paris and down through Nice and then through Northern Italy down to Rome. And, you know, in terms of what stood out to me in these places is just that they are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you can learn about them in textbooks. You can, you know, visit them on on the computer. But to really be in in the history of these areas and just, like, experiencing them, like, with your own eyes, is something that just you can't explain to anyone else like you you really just have to be there like to see the Coliseum and like how small you are in it and how um you know rich the area and the history is like it's just it's incredible
0: wow, i just i love that i'm I'm so inspired, especially when you talk about having seen some other places before um i mean especially like when you talk about having seen them like through the media i just i love how you talk about that and um, especially because i can i can really resonate with that um i remember uh, watching this show i think it's like one of the british like a uh, downtown abbey and mm-hmm. um what's the other one it's like a cooking show the great british cooking show oh, okay then, like uh, ba- it's uh, like a baking show the baking show it's it's so blissful it just looks beautiful um but I, I haven't seen too many um like french shows myself um because i don't speak the language i don't think i've seen many that would have like a uh subtitles that i could follow so yeah i i, I had I'm, I'm just like interested in hearing what you expect like this experience of yours of the differences and even the people themselves being willing to just speak english um (laughs) versus like in french uh, in france it sounds like you guys were able to practice french a bit more
1: yeah actually um and maybe that just speaks to her french being better than my italian was Mm -hmm. i don't know but like she i remember like she was able to use it a little bit and i was like so impressed um and again it's, it's so beautiful. Like I, we, we got to go through like a perfume factory that they had, which was like, just so everything that they do is just like, so sweet and, um, and just lovely, you know, it's really picturesque in all that they, that they put out, you know, in France and um, the French, you know, like being down in, in Nice, like, and what struck me there actually was at the beach was Mm -hmm. not really like sandy where we were it was almost like like a a gray gravel and it was but it was like contrasted with this like beautiful clear water like it really was just Mm -hmm. picturesque
0: so oh so gray gravel like not sandy not
1: yeah like it was i don't know and maybe in just the area that we were like that's how it was and 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 so it was interesting to me and it was just pretty
0: Wow. I love that. Like, I didn't know, I, I thought you could just have sandy or palm trees. I didn't know that beaches can just be like gravel. <laughs> well,
1: you know, we have actually that on the North shore of Long Island, um, you know, on the South shore is ocean beaches and they're, you know, just sand on the North shore of Long Island. There are a lot, they are a lot more gravelly. Like there is sand, but, um, but there's a lot more like stony um, parts, like right by the water
0: wow beautiful yeah wow i just i just love that uh it's been amazing to take a deep dive into that um and it sounds like so you've uh, explained what kind of stood out to you are there other things that stood out to you based on like your the experience you took from um the us and then when you came when you were visited those places are there other things that stood out to you for uh, and you brought back home or even into your practice? Well,
1: you know, it was just more, it's it's an appreciation for language and an appreciation for lo- what language opens up for you. You know, I was very fortunate when I was traveling that, you know, everybody wanted to speak English. But um you have more opportunities, the more language languages that you speak and that you open yeah. yourself up to. And like, you know, I was really fortunate to have learned Italian and I love Italian and, you know, um, and I do speak a little bit of Spanish as well, but I really just feel that, you know, one thing to, that always stands out is that the more languages that you speak, the more connected you can be to the people in the areas where you visit. And yeah. it's just a beautiful honor to those people as well that you're you know looking to learn their culture and their language because language is such a part of who you are and how you experience the world so you know i feel very fortunate that so many people have have um you know been able to communicate with me but you know it, it makes me want to continue to try to learn other languages
0: yeah i'm curious how did you learn italian
1: in school it was offered in my school they offered um when i was going to school they offered english um, english they, they did offer english but they offered italian spanish uh german and french and so my sister ended up taking french and i took italian just because that's you know like we have some italian uh background and i just wow. like loved the language and
0: pizza so i just wanted oh, to learn pizza. it <laughs> i love it wow so um from these express experiences, are there impressions that you would like to share? Anything um, to cut us off from like the different states or uh, just like Europe? Uh, something that t- you took away that was made a big yeah. Impact?
1: One one last thing that I would share just that is you know for all of these experiences is really to embrace where you are, learn where you are and and enjoy the activities because the activities are always what stand out. And I remember about the experience. Uh, when I went to Canada, we went to Banff, which is in the Canadian Rockies. And mm. one of the most standout parts of that was that we took a horseback riding um, through the Canadian Rockies and again there's like always that element of a little bit of nerves which are generally calmed by like well these horses do this every day and Mm -hmm. you know but to be up in the Canadian Rockies on horseback looking out at these amazing views and then like we stopped in the middle and they made us like a cool you know breakfast in the woods it just like was such a standout experience so what I would just always take away from all of these experiences is do the activities that these places offer and like, enjoy them, (laughs) embrace, embrace the place.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that you took that away. And um, it's a beautiful way. I think I find that so attractive because I think we were just talking earlier uh, of a chat um, a few weeks ago, I think, and you mentioned that that was your approach and I just, I found that so beautiful just how you can, embrace the tourist in you, um, I just, I thought that was an amazing way to put, like, it was so eloquently put.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I feel like so many times, like, people want to, like, you know, come off as, like, you know, they belong there, or, like, they know this place, and, like, this is their place, like, I think it's totally fine to, like, not know the place, and learn about it, and, like, say, you know, show me what you have, you know, and just, just learn about it.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, another thing that I think I've taken a lot from um, like what a lot of things Americans do is um, like yoga, meditations. So I was completely new to that. Um, and I find it so beautiful how you can use these processes. And I've, okay. So some, as someone who also uh, appreciates science, I've seen how yoga and meditation really has like improves your memory, improves yeah. your, like it, it reduces your sort of your reaction, like the, Your like lizard brain, sort of what they Mm -hmm. call it. um, Yeah. Where you get anxious and you react irrationally and you think all of the, um, it reduces stress. It sounds like it's got so many proven, like evidence-based benefits. So I think that totally sells me on it. And I just would love to learn that. And if you don't mind um, taking us through some of your um, your tips or even a meditation practice, um, a session, I would love that. I would... It doesn't need to be just whatever you want to make it. I would love that. All right. Well,
1: I would absolutely love to do that as well. I have experienced myself really the benefits that you're describing in terms of improvement of memory and also becoming less reactive as a person. Like the more that you take the time to like dive back into yourself and like come back to the center in your being. It almost makes you more able to work from your heart Mm -hmm. because you're not like so much on the surface level. Like you were describing like that lizard brain because like there's just so much like always like going on around us that like when you're too much here, Mm -hmm. it makes your activity and your behavior very much that way because you're like reflecting what's, what's happening around you. Whereas the more that you come back to your heart and come back to your center and like bring down a bit of your energy, like to a more relaxed and spacious place. Mm -hmm. It, it makes your behavior more aligned with like your true intentions and feelings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just like find meditation, whatever version of it, anybody wants to practice, like it's just a wonderful activity. So I would love to walk us through a meditation. And what I thought we could do, since we're focusing on travel, is I could take you through a place where I recently traveled. Oh, I and we could just That's do amazing. like, yeah, we could do like a little guided meditation. And I am just going to take a sip of tea because I already hear my voice.
0: Cutting <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I even prepared a little bit of honey for myself, knowing that we'd probably do this at the end of a conversation.
0: Oh, I'm glad. (laughs) Beautiful. I love honey Mm -hmm. Um, honey tea as well with ginger and sometimes turmeric.
1: Oh my goodness, absolutely. And I love also when I'm traveling to buy the local honey. I know you're really supposed to buy the honey from your area because it helps with your allergies, but I don't know why I always want to buy honey. Like whatever farm stand I come across or anybody selling local honey, I'm like, I'll take a little jar of honey. <laughs> I just, I don't know. i like love that.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know that about allergies. That's really cool.
1: hmm has something to do with the pollen in your area and like the bees. Mm-hmm
0: exposure with it but I I don't actually know so don't Mm -hmm. quote me on that (laughs) all right if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it is free there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will also distribute your podcast for you So, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
2: So
1: so I'm going to walk us through a meditation to close our episode and find us all centered and grounded so wherever you are as long as you're not driving please find a comfortable space to sit and close your eyes
2: you can roll your shoulders a bit just to help you to lengthen your spine and to sit up tall and rest your hands in your lap and you can take a deep breath in through your nose one two three and out through your mouth three two one imagine yourself peering into a deep wooded forest tall trees stretch high and create a canopy of green above you the sun is hot above the canopy of leaves but these woods are shady and cool as you begin to journey into them imagine your bare feet sinking gently into the earthy ground just slightly damp and cozy against the soles of your feet and the pad of each toe ahead of you is a mossy path and you begin to take a few steps down this path you feel a gentle warm breeze around your face and softly stroking your arms To the right of your path, the trees slope upward and away as far as you can see. To the left, a bit away from you, there's a ledge of stone that steeply slips away. But your path is wide and solid and you continue to take steps forward, deeper into the forest, deeper relaxed with each breath and each step. If a thought comes into your mind, imagine it like a small chipmunk darting in and then darting away. Just let it pass along as you focus ahead on your path. Breathe in the earthy smell of moss and leaves and even the hint of pine As your mind quiets, you hear the gentle trickling of water somewhere to your left and building as you walk into a steady rushing river. Just ahead and to the left of your path, the steep stone has yielded into a sloping rocky stairway down to a flowing creek below. With each step down you feel deeper and deeper relaxed. One step down, a second step down and you feel a bit lighter and calmer as you continue down until you reach the firm stony ground below. Ahead is a shallow pool of cool water that feels refreshing on your toes and feet as you make your way to the stony bank across. The sun is strong and the rocks are warm as you walk along the bank to the source of the rushing river, which is now above you and spilling over the nearby ledge, a waterfall filling the pools around you. There is a pillar of rocks, easy to climb, and a natural place to sit comfortably and just listen to the rushing water spilling down ahead of you, soaking in the warmth of the sun and feeling peaceful and supported by the natural world around you. Take a deep breath in through your nose One, two, three, and out through your mouth. Three, two, one. And when you are ready, return to the present moment with a sense of peace and calm.
0: Wow, that was beautiful. I just... I felt transported. Mm-hmm. You're like an amazing storyteller. And it's oh, so... Thank fun. you. Like, oh, gosh, thank you for sharing that. I, it's such a gift. I feel like my day is brighter now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, I just took a nice hike, so I'm ready to go about the rest of my day.
0: <laughs> I know. Where is that place you described? I could almost see it.
1: Yeah, that's in Watkins Glen, New York. It's upstate. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a steep ledge on to the left. I could see like the left and the path and the waterfall and i was like oh my gosh i don't want to leave
1: (laughs) (laughs) well the good thing is it's recorded so you can return (laughs) you can return when you want
0: how sweet i really love that you did that for for us i i Mm -hmm. really appreciate that it's it's
1: my my pleasure and my honor thank you
0: it's been amazing and uh with that i feel like um any listener who's listen to all of that would definitely want to find you um and so as far as i i can, I can where i find you your home on their socials is uh you're living your best vibe podcast on itunes apple podcast and stitcher and actually many others <laughs> as i discovered you also have an instagram um as living your best vibe and you regularly blog really uplifting content oh, thank um, you vibe.com and you've got a Facebook page, which I am now, like, just, I'm constantly scouring through for the uplifting messages. Uh, <laughs> you've got a tribe, too. You, people can subscribe and uh, get a little piece of you and your positive energy. So I love that. Is there anything else, anywhere where people can find you?
1: Nope. I think that about covers it. Thank you. And I, I mean, I would just appreciate anyone checking out checking out the show and um I actually will say that you're going to be on it as well, so you know, obviously, your loving fans can come and listen to you on on Living Your Best Vibe podcast too. So that's exciting.
0: Yes, you have to listen to to uh, Lizzie at Liz, living your best vibe. It's the bo- it's the best way to start your day. It's a pick <laughs> me up in these days where all the news are kind of like downers, which we don't mean to minimize at all. But uh, you just need a little bit of positivity, and just like the best place to find that is I I absolutely love Lizzie's podcast. I want my listeners to go there and get. You owe it to yourself to get that.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That's like such a kind way of putting it. I so appreciate that.
0: Thank you so much, Lizzie. It's been amazing. I just, I have loved this whole time with you. Thank you for being generous with your time.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. This has been an absolute honor and a pleasure. And, you know, I'm a total fan of your show. So it's like so exciting to be a part of it. So thank you so much for including me.
0: You're so welcome.